0: This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is going on, my friends? This is Damian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 237. As you well know, The heat wave here in LA is absolutely, incredibly horrific. So today you might hear a lot of AC noise in the background. So for that, I apologize. But anyhow, I hope you're all doing well. And today's week, is, or today's episode, I should say, is very much centered around you love them, you hate to love them, around drummers, and specifically about the question, if you should buy an electronic drum set. But as ever, before I get started, I want to give a shout out to the wonderful companies that I endorse. Zildjian Symbols, LP Percussion, Vader Drumsticks, Remo Drumheads, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, Kala brand U-Bases, and last but not least, oh, no, not yet, Nirvana Handpans, specifically their Acolyte model. And last but not least, Ultimate Ears In-Ear Monitors. And if you're ready to purchase a new set of ears, if you want some earplugs, if you want some Bluetooth speakers, look no further. Ultimate Ears is the cream of the crop. And when you're ready to purchase them, you can email my friend Joe Lester, who works at Ultimate Ears, at ultimateaudiojoe at gmail.com. Send him the code DA20, and you will get a 20% discount across the board. So look for uh, the products on their website, check them out, and then hit up Joe whenever you're ready And trust me, the discount will be worth it. Their products are unbelievable. Now let's get started. Electronic drum sets. They are very much a point of contention among us drummers, or at least it was for me for many, many, many years, mainly due to two aspects. One of them, them being not real drums and To a degree, I was a purist and I still am, to a degree, and I was always, I wouldn't say against electronic drum sets, but I was just not a big fan. The other reason was because of how expensive they were. And among those misconceptions, as you would expect, there's some ignorance to it and some judgment and some assumptions. And it wasn't until early 2000, uh, 2001, I wanna say, or maybe late 2001, that I was in an apartment in Boston and I needed to practice. And I bought a Yamaha DT Express, the first ones that ever came out, I'm pretty sure. And I had a blast and I really enjoyed it, but I was making a lot of noise and the neighbors downstairs complained. That was basically it. I sold it and I just kept playing uh, acoustic drum sets forever. I didn't contemplate owning an electronic drum set. And why? Well, it was because that is nowhere near what I wanted to do with my time. I didn't wanna play an electronic drum set. I didn't want to depend on uh, electronics in general and I didn't wanna spend money on an instrument that I wasn't gonna use. So in other words, I would buy this thing and then I wouldn't, I could never take it anywhere. And this is way before I could have even predicted using the brain as a trigger system or adding one pad to my setup and whatnot. So fast forward to a couple of years later, three or four years later, where D drums um, or V drums, I should say by Roland, were so expensive, but the technology was was getting up to a point where they sounded really, really good and the mesh heads started coming out and it felt like a thing. And it was something that was somewhat interesting, but again, you would sit behind there and it was very, very weird. Eventually, they came out with the cymbals that were pretty cool and bands like Orgy and other bands were using V-drums and real cymbals or just full-on V-drums. And it started being this thing in the industrial rock world that I was kind of liking in some of the new metal stuff, and I was digging, but I just never pulled the trigger. I never really liked it, and I just thought it was kind of lame. Why, again, or another reason was, for me, drums are about basically three things. Hitting the kick drum really hard, or depending on the style of music, of course, but you know, the bass drum being the bass, as in B-A-S-E, of my drumming. I'm very much a heavy rim shot hitter. I love hitting the rim shot on the snare drum. And I do a lot of articulation and dynamics on my hi-hat. I'm very expressive with my hi-hats, or at least I try to, I believe I am anyway. So those three things don't exist on a V-drum or an electronic drum set. So by that alone, by that criteria alone, I was like, you know what, this is never gonna happen. Fast forward even more to now. Technology. The prices have dropped. There's not only V-Drums by Roland, but there's a ton of different companies creating amazing things that sound pretty good. I was with the D-Drum, Drum Company for a while. I'm no longer endorsed with them. I left the company a few years ago, but they made pretty decent and pretty good affordable drum machine, uh, 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 electronic drum kits. And times have changed in terms of where people are living, how much space they can afford the size of their apartment. And they don't want to compromise their practicing or their musicality. So drum, electronic drum sets are becoming more and more popular. You don't need me to tell you that you can just go to on guitar center. And I'm sure you'll see that they're promoting more of that than acoustic drum sets almost. And, there has been a shift in the way I've been thinking. And I do not own an electronic drum set. But I've seen a couple of my students use it. And I've sort of left that judgment aside and I've started understanding why I I respect it now more than before. And it's not like, you know, wow, the industry took a change and now I'm. Now it has my respect. That's not how I mean it. I mean that uh, I should have respected it all along. I should have incorporated it all along. And there are drummers that have been using electronic stuff and triggers and things like that for years. Namely, a guy like Rick Allen of of a uh, Def Leppard. You know, somebody that has revolutionized that side of the world. And I've seen it up close. I was very lucky to be a guest. In at, at a Def Leppard show, and I was behind this little canopy behind the drum kit, and I saw Rick Allen play, and I saw what he was doing. And it was on, on another planet. So that was a moment that made me feel like, "Whoa, this is magical." So the point of of, of this particular th- uh, podcast is, aside from you know the clickbaity title of "If you should buy a," an electronic drum set, or maybe the title is going to change to, you know, in defense of, of an electronic drum set. Anyhow, there is a, a, an area that I'm really loving, which is the hybrid drum world. And I'm not talking about adding electronics to your drum set, which is a definition of hybrid drumming, but I'm talking about making your acoustic drum set through triggers sound like a real drum set at the least, or at least on headphones and for you to do lessons and recording or Twitch streaming. So what I'm currently in the process of using is I I changed my drum heads to the Remo silent stroke mesh heads that are unbelievable. I have one for my kick drum my snare drum, and my floor tom. I didn't get one for my rack tom just because I want to practice on a three-piece. And I knew if I had one all set, I would just be using it a lot. So I just kind of wanted to go back to basics. Kick, snare, floor tom. All mesh heads. Then through my dear friends at Zildjian, I am waiting actually this week for a shipment of their low-volume cymbals that are incredibly helpful to, like I said, lower the volume, but they sound and feel like real cymbals are pretty damn close. So I absolutely love that. And even though I am not a Yamaha drum endorser, I do have to say that I love their Yamaha EAD10 drum module which is basically an electronic acoustic, electronic slash acoustic drum module. So what it does is that it has a trigger and and a microphone that goes on top of your bass drum and it picks up your whole kit. If you're playing an acoustic drum set, it would be pretty amazing. You put headphones on and you can assign different types of sounds and it manipulates the sound. You can add reverb, you can add echoes, you can add the volume of the trigger and so on but you can add other triggers to it to make it sound like the sounds that are in the machine. And it's amazing, it's a great way to practice. And I encourage you all to think about other ways where you can sort of bridge that gap. So if you don't wanna go full on electronic because you don't like the look, you don't like dealing with so many cables and uh, so many things, but you have to because of the necessity of the times that we're living in and you can afford to spend some money, but you don't want to spend $3,000 on a V-drum, but you can spend, you know, $600 on the Yamaha thing and some cables and a couple of triggers. I would encourage you to think about that and, and, and really look into how you can bridge that gap and not think like I used to think that it was a binary thing, you know, one or zero, either no electronic drum sets or a v drum, and that's not the case. There are so many options in between that I encourage you to do the research, and I encourage you to check out, of course, the Remo Silent Heads is something that I love, not only because I proudly endorse Remo, but because they're outstanding out of all the companies, I think they make the best the best drum heads. There are mesh. Drum mesh. You know what I mean. And again, as far as symbols, I don't like putting rubber stuff and mutes on my cymbals i really dislike that and the the zildjian low volumes are just outstanding and they have different packs you can get a two symbol one with when you have a pair of hi-hats and a crash ride or you can have three or four so i encourage you to check that out and if you like me we're very sort of anti-electronic drum sets i encourage you to open your mind and try something that is going to help you plug it into a mixer and you can stream right away or you plug it into your audio interface and it's going to be super helpful. And you can also, if you have an SPDS pad, that's an extension right there for you. So I can add a bunch of sounds and samples right there through my computer and just be more, much more dynamic. And here's the thing. More than anything, if you are sort of concerned that this is going to turn you into a electronic drum drummer, don't worry about it. This is just... This might be temporary because of what we're living with currently and what we're going through. So if you can just learn a new skill, this could be super advantageous for you when we get out of this and uh, you know when we come out on the other side. So just think about that as well. Learning a new skill, learning about a new instrument, think of it that, of the electronic drum set as that, as a new instrument, and just kind of have fun with it. And as always, I'm more than, more than glad to answer any sort of questions that you might have. And before I go, I want to mention a couple of things. On one hand, to remind you that not only do I do and offer one-on-one personalized music mentorship sessions in which, like this podcast, I am to motivate, inspire, challenge, you and empower, but more than anything, I listen to you and I want to get to the bottom of what it is that you want out of your life in this beautiful music ecosystem that might seem dark and might seem very... Confusing and uncertain right now, but I promise you, things are gonna go back to normal and hopefully even better. So that's one thing. And also, if you're interested in drum lessons, guitar lessons, bass lessons, I'm always available and you can find me on my website, demianarriaga.com or my socials at demianarriaga. So that's one thing on the sort of educational side. On the other hand, I am loving Twitch and I'm so loving the community that we'll be building there and I'm doing on Mondays, I'm doing this after this particular show this week. But on Mondays, I'm doing a live music mentor show on Twitch. And it's usually one or two or sometimes three hours in which I talk about similar concepts and topics as I do in this podcast. And I do a lot of interaction with people that ask me questions. They ask me about anecdotes. And we go on these deep rabbit holes of music in in the world. The the world as as a tour musician adversity I faced, and so on and so forth. So keep that in mind. I do those on Mondays at five o'clock Pacific. I also stream on Tuesdays where I play a bunch of salsa, request songs on congas. Uh, Wednesdays I do an hour and a half or two hours handpan improvisation. My Spanish back Spanish speaking friends. Um, on Thursday I do the music mentor, but more like a hang in Spanish, talking about all kinds of things music related. And then on Saturdays, I do a DJ set, more like a selector set, depending on the vibe. And I've been doing I did a London musician-based one, I did a Jonas Brothers show. I did a Richard Cottson show. I did a Salsa show. I did a RB Neo Soul show. And next week It might get heavier this week on Saturday. So anyhow, thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.